As moms, we often wonder, am I doing enough for my kids? I'm here to tell you, you are super mama. That's because we have an undeniable superpower, our intuition, and it never steers us wrong. I call it our mom sense. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm the host of That's Total Mom Sense. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three, twins plus one. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full. On my podcast, I interview influential moms from various industries and cover topics that all first-time parents grapple with, from getting your baby to sleep to screen time allowance, your new normal in your marriage, and how to dedicate time to yourself. Learn and laugh along with that total mom sense. Did you cancel date night again because your babysitter bailed or your live-in nanny needed to leave early for the weekend? Fear not. There's an app called Bambino that helps parents find a reliable babysitter at the ready. Today, we're chatting with the founder to find out why he decided to launch Bambino. Sean Green is a proven problem solver with a track record of creating strategies that have led to the success of several companies. The former CEO of Matchcraft, a global provider of search engine marketing, SEM technology, is no stranger to devising innovative concepts. He has had an impressive journey that includes highlights of him leading the interactive operations of Dex to become the single largest reseller of Google AdWords to SMBs in the mid-2000s and introduce one of the first mobile applications for local search. But it was his problem, one any busy parent can relate to, with managing the parental duties for his children and his career that led to the inception of Bambino. When he's not leading the charge with Bambino, Sean enjoys spending time with his family, public speaking, sailing, hiking, and cooking. He currently serves as a board member of Safety Skills, an online learning company, and enjoys serving as a mentor for other entrepreneurs. Bambino's mission is to make babysitting easy by creating a personal community where families can find sitters that live across the street, down the block, or around the corner. Sitters that are recommended by their friends and loved by their neighbors. Sean, welcome to That's Total Mom Sense. Oh, thank you, Kanika. I'm excited to be here and uh, to talk with you today. Wonderful. So That's Total Mom Sense is a platform where I interview inspiring mothers and experts on their success stories in their industries at work and at home. And I'm so excited to have you on the show because you'll be our first male and our father on the show. So welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm honored. Wonderful. Firstly, tell us a little bit about your career background. Sure. I, um, I've had a couple lives in, in my careers, if you will. I uh, started out in a Yellow Page world and actually spent a good chunk of my career in Yellow Pages, local search, and in the strategy side and interactive side of Yellow Pages. Following that, I went into search engine marketing and uh, was CEO, as you, as you mentioned earlier, a CEO of a global ad tech company that provided search engine marketing for small businesses all around the world. After a successful exit there, uh, which I sold to Advanced Publishing, which is Condé Nast and a variety of other publications, mm-hmm. I started Bambino. I haven't looked back. So uh, this is my current passion. That's wonderful. And now tell us when you started a family. Tell us about your kids. Yeah, I uh, graduated from college in 93 and had my first, my daughter in 97. So it wasn't, wasn't long after leaving college. So I was 
27 years old. Then two years later, had my first son and my second came three and a half, four years after that. Uh, And then just recently, a year and a half ago, I had a fourth, uh, another daughter. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. And so what is your family dynamic like? Uh, It's wonderful. It's wonderful. My kids have been amazing. They have um, embraced this change in our lives, the the older kids, that is. And my daughter, the the youngest, is just a joy. She's a pleasure and um, is just a ball of energy and fun and everything else. So loving it. That's great. And so Bambino was born from a need where as a busy parent, you were just trying to find a reliable sitter, right? So can you just tell us about that story? Sure, sure. Um, Yeah, about seven years ago, I found myself in a position where I was a single father with near full custody of my kids. Um, Meanwhile, I was, as I mentioned, CEO of this ad tech company and, and traveling all around the world. Obviously, childcare became a uh, desperate need of mine, mm-hmm. and I used a lot of the the incumbents in the space, those you know services that were available at the time, uh, and just was constantly left wanting. I just didn't feel comfortable, didn't feel safe, they didn't feel personal, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's nothing more personal, of course, than your children and caring for your children. So. You know, given my experience there, I uh, just didn't have the best experience as a parent. It wasn't until I was driving home from work one night, actually. It was one of those days where I couldn't find a sitter. And I was driving through my neighborhood and realizing that, you know, there were kids all around me. There were uh, young adults, teenagers that were willing and able to babysit for me. I just didn't know how to get to them. I also knew there were families all around me that hired babysitters. And if I could just talk to a few of them and find out who they used, that would be really helpful. Right. And so that's what Bambino was based on. And it was born about, or it was it was brought to be to help you find the sitter that lives across the street or down the block or around the corner, as opposed to somebody in a database that you have no connection to. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I mean, we all as parents know of your competitors out there. Um, care.com, there's urban sitters, you know, just a slew of nanny agencies and au pair agencies that you can use for childcare. But I feel like, you know, Bambino has a unique USP. So can you tell us what that is? Yeah, um, we keep it personal, right? I mean, that's, that's the bottom line is we want you to come in. We want you to create your own network, your own community of parents and neighbors that help you find sitters that they recommend. And from a sitter perspective, that you're able to come in and see families that are friends of those you've babysat for before, right? I mean, they could be friends of your parents. They could be friends of your neighbors. They could be your neighbors, right? I mean, they could be um, friends of people that you've babysat for before. And now because they've recommended you, they're connected to you. Uh, and so it's, it's all about creating kind of this really personal network within the app so that you gain comfort that the person that is watching your children is somebody you're connected to. Yes, that's that's great. But how did you come up with the name Bambino? Yeah, it's have you ever seen the show Silicon Valley? I I have when it, like the first season. Um okay. but yeah, just I watched it very sporadically, but I, I know what and you're I, talking about. I bring about. this up because it's it's hard to uh, you know, unless you've been through it, you don't realize that how honest that show is. Mm-hmm. Right? And you may recall there's I think there's an episode in Silicon Valley where they're doing the naming conventions, they're trying to come up with the name. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I remember and that. It's Bambino wasn't that dissimilar 
is I basically, I did this all on my own to just try and figure out, you know, what is the app about? I didn't want to call it sitter anything, right? I didn't want it to be babysitting or, you know, whatever, but it had to relate to what we were doing in some way. It had to be memorable, had to be, you know, all these different things. And I just started thinking about, so what do we call our kids in some cultures? Bambino means baby in Italian, but you know, we call our kids Bambinos, you know, little Bambinos. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> I loved the name, loved the word, and uh, it was available. So there we were. What would you say are your tips or pointers when you're vetting a babysitter? Well, it's a great question. You know, we do everything we can to ensure that, that providing a safe environment for both parents and sitters. Every user in the app is run through the terrorist watch list. They're put against the the sex offender database. We validate phone numbers through the carriers. We eliminate uh, voice over IP numbers. So, you know, in essence, anybody can get an internet phone number. So we eliminate those from the platform. We eliminate burner phones. Uh, Very shortly here, every user, meaning in the next couple of weeks, in fact, every user will be required to validate or verify their ID by taking a picture of the front and back. And then we run that through the federal database to ensure that people are who they say they are. Uh, every user has to put in payment information, either receiving payment as a sitter or making a payment as a parent. So credit card information or bank account information, and that all can be validated as well. So we do everything we can to validate these sitters and to, to, to vet them, both the sitters and the families, by the way, it's not just the sitters. What I would suggest the number one way to vet a sitter is to trust your mom's sons. Yes. Right? I mean, <laughs> I'm a huge believer in mom sense and, and it is, there's nothing like it. I, I don't have it. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you that is it's, and it's uh, something I believe in. So the, the point is though, have a sitter come early. If you need them at, you know, six o'clock, have them come at five thirty. See mm-hmm. the way they interact with your children from the outset. Do they want to be there? Are they excited about taking care of your children? Do they interact well with you? Right. If right. if if at any time you as a mom feel, ah, I don't know about this one. Can't yeah. yeah. You just don't don't do it. It's not Obviously, it's not working. Right. Uh, they're, they're, it's just far better to use your own nonsense to determine if that sitter's right. Any third-party database, any uh, you know vetting process you do is not going to be as good as your own. And ultimately, you know, it's it's up to you who you want watching your kids. Absolutely, that's really really great advice. And it's something that you know, even as a father, you you still have this intuition, you know, this gut feeling. And I feel like you just you, you have to go with it. If you feel like something's awry, you just nip it in the bud and say, you know, yep. we're, we're going to figure it out and do something else. Um. So yeah, great great advice there. So Bambino is an app, right? Can you walk us through it? Yeah, sure. So yes, it is an app, and it's it's only an app. You can't go online and peruse the sitters and contact and hire a sitter through the the website. The website's purely for informational purposes. Mm -hmm. It's an app, though, because we want that information to be totally secure. Booking a sitter, you have the means to then transact via the app itself because you find, book, and pay them all through the app. So we try and make it super easy for parents. When you log in, you can connect with Facebook, so you can connect with your friends. You can 
browse parents in the app to see which ones you know and connect with them. You can look at sitters and see who's recommended them, read every recommendation that's been provided. But when you go to actually request a sitter, you put in the date that you need, you put in the times that you need, and you your address is already in there because you did that when you registered. Then you put the number of kids and your kids are pre-filled if that's what, you know, the, the ones that they're going to be watching. And you hit submit. Then you're going to be given a list of sitters that you get to personally choose from. Right? They're listed with their their uh, name, their age, their distance from you, whether or not they've had infant care experience, whether they can cook light meals, do they have transportation to get to and from your house? Are they background checked? Many of them are. Are they friendly with pets or maybe they have an allergy? So you can go through and you just put a little check mark next to each of the sitters that you're interested in. And when you hit send request, all of those sitters get an alert at once that you have requested them to babysit at such and such time on such and such date. They can respond with either a four-digit code saying yes or no, or they can go into the app and and tap yes or no that they're available or not. And Mm -hmm. you will get an alert back every time somebody says, yes, I'm available. When you get that alert back, we don't just choose one for you. You now get to look at, okay, these three sitters said they're available. Which one am I most comfortable booking? You choose the one you're most comfortable with and voila, you have a sitter booked. Oh, wow. And when they show up that night, then the timer starts automatically. At the end of the night, you can stop the timer when you get home, hit pay, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about calculating, you know, 14, 25 an hour times three and a half hour, whatever it is that you've been mm-hmm. going. Right. Uh, you don't have to worry about having cash. You know, you don't have to worry about any of that. It's all done through the app. That's brilliant. I, I love that. I love how you really did make this entire process easier for parents um, and sitters. Um, so tell us about like the cross-section of parents that you have on the platform as well as the sitters and how many there are as of now. And Yeah, so we've got about 120,000 sitters in the app. Uh, from all wow. over the country. Mm-hmm. We've got 100,000 parents in the app, again, mm-hmm. from all over the country. But 75% of transactions are occurring in our top 10 markets. So we've right. got po- pockets of really uh, explosive growth and transactions in those markets. So it's like Dallas, Austin, Houston, Chicago, D.C., Gainesville, Charlotte, North Carolina, Indianapolis. Um, so we, we, we've got a good mix Metro. Yes, that's amazing. And with the babysitters who are registered, what would you say they're like? Are they, you know, kind of teenagers who are looking for some extra pocket money? Or is it, you know, those with the child psychology degree who are kind of doing this uh, full time? Sure, sure. You know, we see all kinds. And what's what's very interesting about it is depending on the the area of the country you're in, we see Mm -hmm. parents booking different age groups, right? So to be in the app, you have to be 13 years old. Okay. And 13 on up. And about 10% of our sitters are actually 13 to 17, excuse me, 13 to 15. Another 20% are 15 to 17. Mm Mm-hmm. 70% 70% are 18 or over. Oh, great. Right? So the majority of them are 18 or over. The heart or the most booked age group is early 20s. Okay. Is there a way to specify the ages of your kid? Because, you know, of course, taking care of a newborn um, or newborn or a toddler or, you know, toddler on through middle school um, is a completely different ball game. So um, is that something that's 
just easily like able to be specified? Yeah, so actually, and it's a it's a good question because when you register in the app, you actually put your children's birthday. Okay. And the, a lot of some some parents get worried about that. They're like, well, why do you need my parents' birthday? I mean, my kid's birthday. That's right. Personal information. Well, mm-hmm. the reason we do that is so that we can tell the sitter how old your children are. You know, yes. and, it's, and people are like, well, why don't you just ask how old they are? And uh, we've got people in the app that have been there three and a half years. If mm-hmm. we didn't know the birth date, we wouldn't know when to roll the kids over to the next age. Exactly. And so by giving us their birth date, we can do that when that occurs and, and make sure that we're telling parents or sitters exactly how old your children are so they're prepared for that. Right. Um, interestingly, though, and, and you mentioned whether they're an infant or a toddler or an older child, um, you know, each requires its own expertise, if you will. Uh, some might argue an infant is more difficult than, you know, a 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the questions we get often from the sitter side is, how do I charge more for more kids? Right? Right. And, and mm-hmm. it's, we have not put that in the app intentionally. Okay. We've asked sitters to tell us how much their time is worth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in essence, they set their own rate. Mm-hmm. And then for whether there's one kid or three kids or five kids, it's the same rate. Oh, that's, that's great. Because, well, and it's because in, in essence, we can't determine, is it harder to do that at night or in the morning or midday? Is a, you know, one infant easier than two 10 year olds? Um, is, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, there's, there's like, it's all relative. there's so many nuances to it that you decide as a sitter, then whether or not you want to accept that based on the rate you're receiving. If you don't want to watch five kids, decline the job. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But, but you, you as a parent, you're hiring somebody to be at your house and watch your kids. You should know how much that's going to cost regardless of how many kids are there. Right, right. No, that's great. I think that um, it's, it is definitely hard to streamline line across the board, but we all know our kids and it's like, we know our difficult ones and our rule followers and it's like, let's just come up with an amount that uh, is uh, justified. (laughs) Right, right, right. That's great. Um, Okay, so you've been in the business for how long has it been now? So I actually founded the company in 2015. We didn't launch until June of 2016. Okay. Okay. Great. So it's been three and a half years, I guess. Okay. So so I would say it's been five years since inception and three and a half years since it's actually been live to the public. How does it feel that you've built something like this? And do you ever take a step back and think I've achieved this? I've I'm helping parents. Uh, I, yes. In fact, it's uh, it's been incredible. I mean, it, it's really having been in a business where I was doing search engine marketing and online marketing in general, and uh, really kind of separated from the user has been it was was not terribly fulfilling. When I launched Bambino with a personal mission, right, to really help people in their you know in in parenting, it um, it's meaningful. And it, it, nothing rings truer than when I'm at a conference or somebody stops me in the street or otherwise. I, in fact, I'll, I'll share a story is mm-hmm. when I was in Austin at the Mom 2.0 conference, I had a mother come up to me literally in tears and grab my arm. I thought she was going to hug me. And I was like, oh, I don't know who this is. But <laughs> she, she grabbed my arm and she said, I just have to thank you because you've changed my life. As a as a mom, as a uh, influence, she was an influencer. 
as as well as as a uh, a nurse, she said, "I have struggled constantly with trying to find care for my kids on a on a as needed basis." And Bambino has it's been tremendous for me. And it was just it was a very emotional uh, exchange, quite frankly. But the first time you you know booked an, an Uber, right, and you were like, "Oh, what is this? Somebody random is going to come pick me up, and I'm going to get in their car, and they're going to take me." I can't right. do that. You know what? And then the first time you do it, it's like, wow, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Bambino's kind of the same way. I, the number of parents that say, oh, I would never book a, parent, a sitter via an app, right? Or mm-hmm. I would never, you know, whatever. Is once they do it and they realize how easy it is and how trustworthy it is in this network that you can see who they babysat for before you can see what other parents are saying about them. They get it and they're like, wow. Next thing you know is they're booking last minute manicures at night or they're <laughs> do this. It's it's interesting. So back to your question though. Yes, it's been amazingly fulfilling. I step back all the time and look at it and guess just, you know, feel very thankful that, that we've been able to do what we've done. That's incredible. I love to hear that. Um, and how big is your team now? Uh, well, uh, three months ago, we were a team of five, mm-hmm. now a team of nine. Oh, that's great. And it's it's still lean for the fact that you're in so many cities. So, you know, how do you manage the team and, you know, where um, is everyone's focus right now? The success of our organization is really due to the community coordinators. Mm. They're not employees, but we have a hundred different moms, parents that are out there uh, in their communities talking about Bambino and making sure that those communities are the best they can be. Right. Right. So it's it's really these champions that are out there that are making for the success of Bambino and uh, making it, it is what it is. That's that's uh, great. Exactly. And do you have live events? Yes, yes, without question. We have we do attend uh, local events. So we'll get a table at the uh, you know the elementary school fair, mm-hmm. or we'll get you know those kind of things where we participate. We have sitters come. We introduce those sitters to the community that's at large there, uh, and to Bambino. And so yeah, we do engage at the very very local level. We participate in school auctions. We uh, go to local events that you know, may or may not be school related as well. Uh, And in some cases, our community coordinators have participated in things like Mardi Gras, Uh, you know, whatever it is that uh, they deem worthy of doing, they do. Right, right. That's wonderful. Um, And where do you see the company going in the next five years, 10 years? What are your objectives? Yeah, well, it's a good question. I'm I'm laser like focused as an organization. We're we're laser focused on making sure that we're providing the safest uh, community we can for our parents and for our sitters. This is a very worthy uh, endeavor that we're on, and that's really what we're focused on is just making sure that we have the best community for our families and our sitters to find each other and transact. Now, what that manifests itself into over time, we'll see. Um, but certainly, these sitters can do a lot more than just babysit. Right? I mean, yeah. you think about the a variety of different areas they can move into um, with their, you know, the trust that they're creating. You know, we'll see where that goes down the line. I also don't view this as a as a U.S. only endeavor. I think worldwide, parents can use a little help in finding sitters they trust and that their neighbors have recommended. Uh, and so we, you know, view in the next five years, we'll be going international as well. Wonderful. 
What kind of dad are you? Um, that's my first priority. Right. Uh, I'm a I'm a father first. If there's anything I'm known for when when I leave this world is I hope it's for being the best father I could be. Uh, I have four amazing kids, and they are the light of my life. I, fortunately, I had a wonderful family growing up. I know the importance of family, and I know the uh, you know over the long term. So mm-hmm. uh, I've I've attempted to instill that on my kids. And I hope that they take that, you know, to their kids. But anyway, I mean, I've done everything I can to be at every event possible to cherish mm-hmm. every moment, um, you know, and that's one of the reasons I've done it all over again is because I knew how much I enjoyed it the first time. Right, and, right. That's amazing. You know, so my kids span a 21 year age gap, if you will. Wow. And, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So if you don't mind me asking, you mentioned that you're a single dad. And so if you can tell us about that, um, you know, how you just problem solved your way through that. Sure. Well, and let me clarify is I was a single father. Uh, okay. I'm not anymore. So I did, okay. Get, okay. I, I did get married a few years back and okay. um, hence the, the new baby is um, yes. you know, after that, that marriage. So okay, uh, that's a whole nother story. Thank uh-huh. you. That's a whole nother story in and of itself that mm-hmm. uh, we can talk about. But as far as how I got through it, I would suggest I had a, a lot of history to rely on. And I guess I mentioned the strength of my family and uh, specifically the example that my mom set out for yeah. me when I was growing up, right? I mean, she is a an amazing woman who always put her kids first. Um, right. And and I don't I don't mean she was a helicopter mom. I don't mean that she was uh, you know doting on us or anything like that. Quite the contrary, in many cases, she was. Mm-hmm. You know, she taught <laughs> us independence. She taught us to be our own person. She taught us to you know to think for ourselves and do the right thing and 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 all of that. So. You know, as my kids were growing up and I found myself as a single parent, it was, uh, you know, they were my first priority. Uh, right. and, and it was just making sure that I was there for them, that I provided them the environment that they could grow in and prosper and uh, to support them in whatever dreams they had. Uh, mm-hmm. and make sure they were good people. And I, I think I've succeeded emphatically. So I'm very, very proud of each of my kids. Yeah, they're just amazing people. Oh, that's really sweet. And it's, you know, dads like you that are such an inspiration. And, you know, you're challenging that stereotype and and the gender norms that society has placed on us. Um, You know, as women, we're constantly um, trying to disprove them. And I feel like you are someone who's doing exactly that when it comes to being an involved, dedicated father. So kudos to you. Thank you you very much. I appreciate that. It's it's all about them, though. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And tell us about a dad sense moment that you had. You know, so many people say to me, so did you restrict screen time? Did you, you know, watch what they were doing? Did you, you know, whatever. And it's with my kids, I I generally uh, entrusted them to do the right thing, you know, to make sure that whatever they were doing, that if they had to explain themselves, they could. Right. right? Because, because sure enough, there were times they had to explain themselves. So it's, I've, I've been, I guess, from a dad sense perspective, pretty good at being able to judge when my kids needed me and when they needed 
to be independent, right. right? Where I didn't need to insert myself. And that's a really important distinction is if you're constantly inserting yourself in your child's lives, yes, you're not letting them grow up, mm-hmm. right? You're not letting them make the right decisions for themselves. And then when it comes time for them to make those right decisions, they have no idea how to do it. Yeah. So yeah, it starts with true. baby steps and expands from there. Knowing which ones to do and which ones not to do, I guess, is dad sense. I know a lot of my listeners have young kids, um, as do I. I have three-year-old boy-girl twins and a one-year-old boy. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. So we are really in the weeds right now. Like, (laughs) it's it's, uh, very difficult with the... I mean, we, we got through the terrible twos and potty training and, you know, just all those milestones with our, with our older, you know, kids, but, um, but it's, it's exhausting. And I do want to hear your advice, um, on, on this phase and what we can do as parents to prepare ourselves and our kids for the next phase, which is, I guess, five and up. And then onwards, I don't know, 10 and up, 15 and up. Yeah. Let me, let me start by saying there's one phase that you can never prepare yourself for. And that is teaching your kids to drive. It is is absolutely frightening to teach a 16 year old or a 15 year old, I guess, how to drive, especially on the streets of LA, (laughs) which is where I was at the time. And it was, uh, no, but very frightening. As for preparing for the next phase, uh, I think, you know, I think really trusting yourself and trusting them is a really important aspect of that. I, I actually was, you know, we're looking at now, you know, preschools and whatnot to figure out where our 16 month old is going to go in a year or so. Um, And, and we were talking to the director of the school and she said, you know, it's, it's interesting when I see people on the playground and they have these, these stepping stone things that are actually elevated a foot or two off the ground and the child has to step from one to the next one. And she said, it's interesting watching some parents are just have their arms around their child as they walk from one step to the other. And she said, you know, you have to let your kids fall down sometimes because they yeah. don't know how to correct if they don't fall down, right? You want right. them to, oh, wait, if I lean, I'm going to fall over. Uh, not that somebody's going to catch me. And so no matter the stage of, of your child's development, I think that's the advice I would have. So let them fall down. Um, just don't let them get, you know, into trouble. You don't right. want them, to, uh, obviously, you don't want them to fall from high heights. Um, mm-hmm. But as early stages, let them fall down. Let them let them experience failure. Um, don't right. please do it for them. That would be my biggest piece of advice. That's great. Um, and I think it's something that, like you said, we can implement in any phase because, I mean, even as something as trivial as a two-year-old picking their clothes or saying, you know, I want to put my socks and shoes on myself, um, it takes so much longer, but you just, <laughs> are, you, you want to give them that opportunity. And then, you know, later on down the line, um, you know, your 16-year-old is going to say, no, I'm ready to, you know, take the wheel and drive myself. And, and you have to kind of um, let go and be accepting of that. Yeah, well, and I, I, I will say also, I have, um, fortunately, I've had the, the experience of being able to witness 
a new mm-hmm. mom, having been an experienced father for you know 20 years, now having a new baby. Yeah. For Rebecca, who's a new mom, and watching her with this baby, it's actually just incredibly um, fulfilling, I guess, to, to see her and the way she acts. Uh, I've never seen a parent, and, and I know there are millions of them and moms everywhere that do this, but I've never seen so much engagement with a child as she has. And it is, it reminds me often to slow down and not do things for the child that they need to learn to do themselves. Uh, you know, whether it's, it's, you know, saying a word, she'll say it a hundred times to get them to do it. I just move on to the next one. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. (laughs) Getting them to put a block in a hole. It's, you know, getting it, just having the patience to let them experience that until they get it right. She's got, again, my life has just been so crazy that I've done it for them in in many respects that way. But um, again, I let them experience life and let them grow from those experiences. Right, right. That's great. Um, I'm going to do that. (laughs) What do you find to be uh, more challenging? Being an entrepreneur or being a father? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do I find to be more challenging? Being an entrepreneur is um, is extremely challenging. I mean, there's a lot that you deal with on a daily basis and trying to understand personalities and, and who you're, you know, in raising money, for example, is what is it that gets one individual to see the opportunity versus another. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting, you know, there are people out there who want you to fail. There are people out there who are, are bad people. I'm, I'm actually, if there's anything that's amazed me more than anything else on this, this adventure, has been the the bad people that just have you just be amazed at how they try and cheat you and the system right. and the, the the things that the lengths they go to that you're like if you just would put that effort towards a good endeavor you'd be you know you wouldn't have to steal from people mm. um, but anyway so I think there, there's a lot of challenges in that um, I think they're very different challenges than raising your children uh, yes. I think there's there's little in life that is more challenging and more rewarding than raising children. It's everything. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're what we leave behind. Um, They are, you know, I used to, when I was in my 20s and 30s, I would work for 12 hours a day you know, work building local search products or, uh, you know, building teams that were serving customers and selling advertising and doing, you know, and it was like all for what? And my kids, that's a forever deal. That's when you're, when you're older and you're, you know, at reaching the end of your life, you can look back and say, what have I done in this world? And uh, that is the one thing that without question carries forward. Right. Exactly. I, <laughs> Let's not forget our quote of the day. Is there a quote that you live by? If anything, I guess it's just do the right thing. I like that. Uh, so simple. Yes. Get at anything, I, I, I think about, and I'm trying to think of what the quote is about character and about, you know, character isn't defined by what you do when people are looking, but it's what you do when they're not looking. Mm. And I, I think that's a, um, it's one to live by. Yes. Very true. So simple, yet so profound. Yeah. It's now time for Mom Hall, when we share products we love. 
one of the fun segments on the show is um, Mom Hall. So we're going to call it Dad Hall today. Um, <laughs> is there a product that you are just loving that you want to share? Oh, there's, there's. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think of what the name of the app is. It's, it's as your child is growing. Uh, it helps you find leaps in their development. Oh wow! As a new parent, it is amazing to use to follow your child's development over time. It's um, called the yeah Wonder Weeks. So it it, it creates a, a timeline of your child and based on when they were born, and then it looks at the the mental development of your child over that period of time. And and every child goes through this very similar anyway uh, development about when they should be. Uh, connecting, for example, memories. Right. You know, the first several weeks or months of your child, they really don't have memory. And wow, then yes. they have memory and they're like, wait a minute, I remember you. You're that person who gave me the bottle earlier, yeah. right? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. they, they connect that and they don't understand you know, parents or love or any... And so the Wonder Weeks kind of goes through and, and helps you understand exactly what's happening in your child's development over time. And when they get that, because they can't, you know, but my 16 month old has like four words she can say, and it's, it's right. Dada and Mama and it's ball and duck. I think those yes. are the four. She can really say yes, right? Yes. And it's, um, so she can't tell you what she wants. And, and so the only communication they have up to this point is to whine. Uh-huh. Uh, or to complain or whatever. So she is, uh, the Wonder Weeks would be what I would recommend because it just helps you understand that a leap is occurring and here are the things you can now help your child to to understand the relationship between things. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. I'm definitely downloading it. I have an 18-month-old myself, my youngest, and it's it's so funny how, you know, those milestones surprise you. It's, it's funny, you know, when you're mentioning about the words, when they start equating photos or real life items with a word, I'm just like, just so floored by that. Like when they see an apple in a picture and then they see the apple in the fruit bowl and they can say apple for both. I'm like, that's amazing. You know, they put two and two together, you know, they know this is what you eat. They see it outside. They see it like just in the 2D print format. They just know that that, that's the same thing. I don't know. Exactly. I, yeah, so kids, kids amaze you. <laughs> yes, um, they do. So, where can we find you, and where can we find well, Bambino? Yeah, well, you can find Bambino at bambinositters.com or in the App Store or the Play Store. Uh, just type in Bambino and do search uh, in the apps, or you can type babysitting and do search with the number one app in the App Store for babysitting. We've mm-hmm. got I don't know if it's eight thousand and some reviews now. Uh, at a 4.8, 4.9. So people love it. Um, it is, uh, that's where you can find Bambino. As for me, uh, you can find me at Bambino. Uh, or you can find <laughs> me, uh, you know, as Sean W. Green at gmail.com or Sean at BambinoSitters.com. I'm happy to answer any questions that anybody might have uh, about the app. We make it personal. So really don't hesitate to reach out and, and I'm happy to share my thoughts. That is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on our show. Our number one dad to kick it off. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. appreciate it and uh, loved being on it. So thank you very much. I love meeting and speaking with fathers who are active in their kids' lives and are truly devoted to them, and Sean Green is exactly that. 
Um, he came up with such a brilliant app, uh, Bambino, where he's made babysitting easy for parents out there. Um, I know everyone has been through this where we're struggling to find a sitter at any point in time, um, no matter what your children's ages are, because it's, you know, truly a matter of trust. Um, having a childcare professional come to your home, you want to vet them and you want to make sure that their intentions are good and they truly care about your kids. To, you know, have someone that, let's say, is a college student who's home um, for the winter break and she wants to make some extra pocket money and she loves kids and she lives down the street from you, that's an ideal fit. And you get to know her, you can get to know her parents and her siblings and really establish a long-term connection there. And so, you know, I think something like that where, you know, these um, people who would very willingly take care of your kids are right under your nose can be found on an app like Bambino. I um, am offering a code, thank you to the Bambino team for creating it, MOMSENSE10, and that's all caps, you receive $10 off your first booking. So if you're looking for a sitter for date night this weekend, download the Bambino app and get your $10 off and give it a try. Tune into other episodes and browse my YouTube videos and blog posts on my website, that's totalmomsense.com. And if you have suggestions for guests whom I should have on my show or a problem that you're facing and you're like, you know what, Kanika, please, please talk about this. I want answers. Let me know. Write to me at that's totalmomsense at gmail.com. Remember, always trust your mom sense and your dad sense. Stay strong, parents. See you next time. That's total mom sense.